Hello and welcome back to The Simplicity Diaries with me, Kim John Payne. This is the second part of a series that uh, I'm doing on sibling issues, sibling rivalry, sibling tensions, problematic sibling relationships. And in this second part, I wanted to address the question of of how to actually start to build a base, a value base, so that when sibling issues do come up, you've got a place to go to that's really clear for everyone, um, that eases the tension and gives you a place to go to as a family where um, there's a familiarity um, in what you're doing. Now, this is, uh, for me, this is all about perspectives. So much of sibling issues are when one sibling claims to be right and, or that it's his or hers or theirs and that the other, the other brother or sister is fighting to, to actually have control over an object or a space or so on. And they're both or all of them, you know, there could be more than just two, are in there really struggling for, um, for supremacy, really, and you get that feeling. Now, one of the ways in which this can be eased is to back this on up. I'm going to reverse engineer it, really. Know that sibling issues are going to come up. It's normal, right? However... If you can build a basis that in our family, uh, someone having a different way of seeing it is normal. It's, it's just okay. It's okay to see something differently. If someone sees something differently or wants something different, wants it done in a different way, that actually in our family is okay. If someone sees something differently, it's not a lie. You, you know, we don't accuse each other of that. It's just a different way of seeing it. It's a differing perspective. Like, really, can you imagine a world, really on a larger scale, where we taught our kids that that a differing perspective um, is not an opposing opinion that needs to be fought imagine it'd be the world would be a pretty wonderful place right it'd be a much more respect respectful place much less fighting much less arguing if someone sees something differently then that's they do that's their reality it doesn't mean that one that, that, that one child's reality and way of seeing it needs to desperately be fought over and dominated and proven that he or she or they are, are, are right about it. Now, if we can introduce this in all that we do uh, in, in the house, you know, if, um, if, if just little things are going on and like we're going someplace and one child wants to go one way uh, and see the horses in the field. If they're little children, they want to see the horses. And the other one doesn't. He's, he's, he does, he's tired of seeing those horses. He's grumpy about it. Well, there you go. But his, his wishes are not the only wishes. That's not the only way of seeing it. And if, 
if right there is a, is a training up point and to turn to a child and say, I know, you don't want to see those horsies today. You know, I know you're feeling a little bit grumpy. Well, you don't really have to, love. We'll just drive on by and you can look out the window if you want to or not. But um, your sister wants to see them today. And that's, that's, that's just perfectly fine. Or they're fighting over something about who is right and who is wrong. Or, and just to be able to say, whoa, 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 no, kids, hang on. You know, tell me, tell me how you see it. And by the way, if you, this is a tip, but it's an important one. If you ask a child to tell me the way you see it, it, it is really best to do that if it's a fiery kind of conflict, if there's a bit of there's a bit of force behind it, is to do that separately to say, okay, I, I'm going to hear um, your way of seeing it today first, and uh, and then you turn to the other child and say, and I'll hear yours um, in just a moment because do you remember last time I heard yours first? Um, it's important that the kids sense fairness in that, but what I've found is it's also important actually to um, to in, in, in a little more steamy and flame situations is to actually take the kids off and hear their stories. One tells you their story, the other one tells you their story. And if you do this a lot, the kids won't worry about you believing one person's story over another and then bring them back together again and say, okay, here are the two stories, here are the two perspectives, here are the two ways of seeing it. You know, saying way of seeing it is more for little kids. For older ones, teenagers, you can talk very plainly about perspectives and use that term, of course. But then bring them back together again and say, here are the two different ways of seeing it. And no one is right and no one is wrong. It's just the way you see it. And I'm going to tell you the way you both see it now, and then we'll work on how to sort it out. When you speak to children like that, when they're not desperately trying, number one, to prove that they're right, and number two, that, that they are trying to recruit you. You see, when, when um, kids are fighting and they don't respect each other's perspectives and they want to win the argument... A lot of the energy, um, a lot of the the um, the, the, the sort of um, forcefulness behind their arguing, is that they're trying to to recruit you as the adult because really you're the most powerful thing in the room at that moment, and they're trying to recruit you to their side, and it can get desperate, and the, and one will say that's not true, oh ha ha, that's you're such a liar. They will say you're the liar. It's not true, mum. What he said was, and you know, and off you go. We all know, we all know it. But if you in your family just over and over say say hey hey kids, um, you know it's okay to see things differently, and you know that I'm going to listen to you both, then. They don't have to recruit you anymore. And you take out one of the major components of what kids are doing when they fight. They no longer have to win you over to their side. And if you can um, all through the day just point out different ways of seeing things, 
it's it's really it's really interesting you know uh, i have a, a teenage daughter she's 18 and i was just um we went to see a movie together yeah it was which was really nice and uh uh she came out of the cinema we were walking away and i said to her wow did you see that actress she so reminded me of Wendy, you know, one of one of her friends that so reminded me of her. She looked just like her. My daughter said, "Oh, that I didn't see that at all. That just really was not my perspective." Huh? What? And then she asked, "You know what? What reminded you?" And so I said, "Oh, it was a little bit the way she looked, but mainly her way of speaking." And we had a great conversation coming home in the car, but. That conversation really was based on years and years in our family of being interested in each other's perspectives. You know, what my 18-year-old didn't say was, oh, well, I don't, no, no, uh-uh. No, she's nothing like Wendy. That's weird. It's nothing like her. That wasn't the response. The response was, interest like what did i see how why did i even think that and and it was a great conversation now i'm not a perfect dad but but the but the um the seeds of that um have been scattered on the ground over and over and over through the years that of valuing each other's perspectives and again just in closing now it's going to be a different world it's going to be a different family when you do that but if enough parents do that, my secret hope is we start to change the world because there's no longer differing, um, there's only differing perspectives. They're not this, these opposing opinions. And that's, I don't know, there's not many things we can do to change the world, but <laughs> that might be one of them. Okay, bye-bye for now. <laughs>